Okay. Okay. Good evening. Today is February 8th and um, gosh, what day is it? Wednesday, February 8th. We're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This, this week's chapter is the doctor's opinion. Is that right? And our speaker tonight is Russ M. Thank you. Am I, I, I'm going now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My name is Russ M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm an East Coast guy near Valley Forge. So uh, the reason why I'm here is uh, I'm a junkie. Yeah, I don't win any prize. I'm not a speaker. I ain't eloquent or anything like that. I'm just jacked up on food and I do this and I'm blessed that I was asked to do this. So thank you for letting me be a part of this. I do this because I got to stay out of food. I don't really like to hear myself talk too much. You know, I, I, I even annoy myself in some ways. But. So real quick, uh, January celebrated uh, six years. Thank, thank God. Uh, free from, from the, from the terrible disease and uh you know i lost a lot i lost my business i lost friends i lost relationships lost a lot of money and i almost lost my family my wife was gonna leave me with my five kids so um you know <laughs> the disease took everything from me this, this disease took everything I, I, I uh, through the grace of God, I'm working these steps as laid out in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I got for It's a miracle. Every every move I made, uh, I pretty much screwed up on it. Uh, I'm a chiropractor. It's my, I do for a living. And I studied a lot of nutrition. And I can tell you what to eat. I can tell you how to get healthy, but I can never apply it to myself because that obsession was so strong. I just kept sabotaging myself. Kept screwing up. I couldn't stop it. Something that I could not control. And so you're talking about the doctor's opinion. So when I first read the doctor's opinion, the first time I read it, I said, that's me. That's the reason why I can't. I couldn't put my finger on it. All these years, I knew I had an issue with food, but I didn't quite understand the obsession. You know, what the big book says. The obsession of uh, of the mind, the allergy of the body, that I would ruminate on what one the anxieties of life that I couldn't make it as a chiropractor. I got five kids. I'm a loser. I put pressure on myself. That obsession would tick and tick and tick because I had to be great. I had to be the greatest. Uh, Montabano is my last name. I had to be that. I had to be the greatest one. So that was on my back. But it stoked the obsession. I wasn't a drinker. I didn't do no drugs. So what was the best? It was legal. I never got pulled over for having a, an extra Whopper or an extra uh, junk food in my car. I never got went to jail for that. So I would eat. The brain would be running. So I wanted to stop the brain from running. I would eat. And there was periods respite. You know, I'd have a couple of years. I was a big kid as a young, young boy. As a young boy, I was very heavy because I was always eating. I was obsessing, dreaming over, dreaming about food. If you can believe it. And uh, and then you know I got into high school and 
know, I like to have a girlfriend. I like to, what every boy would, some boys would like, you know. So I started working out. I watched my diet. And, you know, the, the, the obsession was abated for a while. I had a goal I wanted to hit. And I had the willpower that. But throughout the years, I was up and down, maybe about 700 pounds up and down. That's not, I was mid weight seven. My highest weight was almost 300. I was like 285. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, five foot nothing. I'm not really that tall. Uh, it was really bad on my body. But over the years, up and down, having up 50, down 70, I couldn't stop. I didn't know how to do it. I would get to the goal weight. I'd run. 10, 12 miles so I could eat for three days. Uh, just really sick behavior. I just couldn't put it down. Funny because before I came on, my wife and I were talking about a dear friend that's fat on weight. I said, I was telling his wife, you know, my wife would plan it out. She had it mapped out for me. Just all these healthy things. And I would go right to the pasta. That's how some things do. Our vegetables and tomatoes. You know, like that's what went right to that. She would and work and help me and try to get me to the next level. I'm never sabotaging me, and then I would eat something else. Dan, it was, it was, that broccoli is too much carbohydrate. Like, there was some twisted thinking, you know? So my, my, my point is that the doctor's opinion, made, they mapped that out for me and, and put it together, put the puzzle pieces together that I had really deranged, screwed up thinking that led me to eat. Then that allergy would kick in, and then I couldn't stop. Everybody says it's not one, it's one box, whatever it is. I just could never stop. I could never stop eating. I was throwing 60 to $70 a day on credit cards, money I had. I blew my business. I blew a chiropractic office. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. I had a nice office, great people. I squandered it because I couldn't, I couldn't control what was deep inside of me, this this simmering or bubbling of not just emotion but lack of control you know you're looking at like crazy that i eat like this i don't want to do this but i'm killing my body i'm killing why am i doing it? right it says you know though he knows it's injurious you go back i went back always i started every monday i started every monday every monday i gotta go back i gotta get back on a diet okay every i was so so obsessed with it and you know, I tried. There's multiple diets, all the pills. I did everything I could do for the most part. And I thought I was going to die an addict. I knew I had issues. I knew it was addicted to food. I didn't quite know about uh, OA or, you know, that I didn't understand the, the nomenclature terminology, the concept of what we have now with the 12 steps, what this sickness is. I didn't grab it all. Because I was too jacked up, I was too self-centered trying to get high. And I was trying to get high on the food. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I ripped my kids off. You know, I have five kids. They were little kids. They're four. The kids had their communion, their their specialty money, and I ripped them off. I stole from them. Like who does that? Who does that? That obsession was so deep. I had to get, and I could, I couldn't bear it. I honest to goodness, I'm not even being overly dramatic. I could not fucking bear it. And it, it pains me to say that, but it was the truth. I was beat. I was defeated. As, as, as hard, harder, you know, as hard as I, I would just say, as smart as I thought I was, 
as strong as I thought I was. You know, this this disease handed me my rear end. You know, in all different levels, in all different ways, in my relationship, especially with my wife and kids. Now, you know, that 20 years of me being a maniac and walking through people to get, get to this food and to, to be help, happy or, you know, or, or be medicated, to be numb, you know, that'll wreck anything. Because you just don't care. I didn't care. That's part of that obsession. I didn't know how to control that. Uh, you know, growing my business, that was the worst. But I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't help it. I couldn't, I couldn't stop eating. You know, the, just a bad situation. All, everything hit at once. You know, everything hit at once. And, you know, I, I was like the man of 30 in the big book. You know, like, hey, man, I was good for 10 years. And then as soon as I hit 33 years old, it was like, <clears throat> it was like everything exploded. And I had like 10 years. And let me tell you this. I'll just share this and I'll try to get back to the help I knew I had an issue. I didn't quite, like I said, I didn't put my, put my thumb on it and understand it. And, you know, I blew a lot of money, time, trying to figure it out. And that was, a, you know, what would you call it? Futile effort. It was the, the pits. It was crash and burn. That was terrible. So don't try to figure it out. We don't have to. But I had a buddy. I, I play music. I have a band. And, and I, I was just starting up again, playing again, and I met this guy, and I knew he was a recovered crackhead, he was a recovered crackhead, and I, I was in my old office, John, he was Eddie, he came, did the Eddie for me, he said, I said, John, listen, I'm issue. did you ever try the 12-step program? I was like, why do I need that shit? Really, to be honest, I'm sorry, that's what I said, I said, that's for weak people, man, he said, you don't know you need it until you know you need it. So he planted the seed and Amazon was just starting. So I got the book off of Amazon. It was, wasn't the big book. It was the 12 and 12 book readers. I read it. I got it conceived. I said, get the hell out of here. I threw the, I threw the book down. I threw it down. Right from there. 10 years of the worst eating. That progressiveness of that illness, it, it whipped my ass. It beat me up. It, it destroyed me. It destroyed every part of me. Every part of me. I was a, Totally different person. I would look at my wedding videos and see a young guy there with my wife. I'm like, that, who the hell is that? Dude? I was a totally different person. It was so I had a little issue with my wife one night. We get to it. Friday the 13th of, Jan of January 17th. And I said something and she said, Kids, go upstairs. And I, man, I knew this was coming. I knew it was coming. She said, Listen, you tried everything. Excuse me. You don't. If you don't straighten up, you don't try to get this corrected and do some kind of work with this, we're leaving. And my wife is my best friend. It's the love of my life. It's the greatest thing ever happened. Besides my relationship with God, this disease stole everything. I was broke financially, spiritually, mentally, physically. But when it's like, then my, then my Sicilian got up, my pride got up. It was going to, it was going, it was going to take my wife, and I couldn't let that happen. And I was at the most, the bottom, that jazz. And then I, I knew there was a meeting. I had been snooping around. So I went to the meeting, and then it started. That's how I started. I got pushed into multiple meetings, and I started turning the corner a little bit. And I got with Vision for You. I worked with Big Book, and then we got to the 
that that doctor's opinion changed my life. And the reason why multiple times, you know, hundreds of times I tried to get off and get clean, but I couldn't. I always reverted back because I always have part of my alcoholic stuff. I can never, there was no spiritual work. There was no, there was no working through myself. It was just uh, dry drunkenness or, you know, being tight with the diet. There was no, nothing fortified my spirit. I just stayed off the food, food and I was a miserable bastard. I was miserable. So I would always revert back. Also was, I didn't clean up the diet the way it should have been. So the alcoholic substances were still kicking off. My brain wasn't clear. Like it says in the doctor's opinion, a man's brain must be clear before he undertakes this. And my brain was never clear. I was doing a welfare, brute, brute force and ignorance, ignorance, brute force and ignorance. That worked out real well. But the best part is that I had all these. I got dumped on my head because I would never realize, I would have never hit that bottom if it had to search and I had to grasp for this program to find out really who I am. And the doctor's opinion. You know, Silkworth is Dr. Silkworth saved many a life with that, with that book. You know, that I need to change my heart. My spirit has to be changed. Like, it's got to be a total renovation. You got to gut this house. You got to put up new drywall. You got to get all the bad worked wood out. You got to put the new good high end floor in there, spiritually speaking. You know, I, I, I had to have a renovation of who I, who I, I mean, I, it had, I just had to start, it's like you got started with that. Look at yourself, be honest with yourself, admit what the hell's going on to get free. And I was so desperate and real, I was dying. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. it sounds weird, I was dying. On, on the outside, look, uh, you know, bit, uh, what's that? Uh, the inside belies the outside, something like that. So they, they, you know, my spirit was rotted, so I was rotted. And the doctor's opinion really, I know I'm far from it, it's that mind allergy connection, obsession, and keeping emotion down. And how many times I screwed stuff up because I was nervous about it and I couldn't do the right thing, so I went and got a hit instead and I screwed up my business or I screwed up that time I was supposed to help my kid out. It just trickled down everything. So I, I guess you get my story. I hope you get it. You know, it's only through working these steps, finding out. I didn't have to figure it out. God figured it out. The disease pushed me towards God through doctor's opinion and all the way up through, you know, Bill's story. There is a solution. More about alcoholism, we agnostics, how it works, working with others. Hey, Ross, five yep. minutes. Five <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, that's awesome. I like that heart in the order. Um, so if it's not for this program, and I know we're hitting a mark on the doctor's opinion, but if I didn't read that, I, I think if I went out of order, like if I didn't read that first. I don't work with that with my sponsor first on the, uh, on the doctor's opinion. 
I probably wouldn't be at all. Because that that sense that it was like a you want to say foundation or framework for the just it gave me hope that I wasn't real I, I was sick, but there was a shot in it that I just needed a shot. That's all I needed. A little bit of a dose of hope. And that you obviously we're when we're in the food or we're in our different substance, we're not thinking straight. So we're faced, there's a mental issue going on. There's chemicals, all these things involved. So, you know, I would say it's just saying I was a mental boxer. I was half crazy. I was half crazy. But when I read that and realized that the mind, allergy, body, emotional, spiritual connection, it calmed me down. And I could actually, you know, Work while working with my, it helped me surrender. I put, put my finger on it. We found out what was what by reading that, and then I could I could get free by working stuff. But I did have to work the steps. It wasn't coming. I'll tell you that. Anybody said anybody that worked the steps knows they know this is hard work, but it's great work. It's fruitful work. It's fruitful work. Uh, I'm happy to be doing it. I'm glad I'm alive because if, if it. If this, if my wife, Roseanne, Bill Wilson, if none of them were alive, my ass would not be alive. I would be dead. I would have died or suffering real bad. Wanting to Thanks for letting me share. Sorry. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. <clears throat> um, we will now open the meeting for questions or three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. Um, if you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call uh, the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And we're open for sharing. I might just start us off tonight. Um, thank you so much, Russ. I, Oh, wait, I listen to Vision every morning and I love when I hear your voice. I don't know. I'm a, a Yankee in Tennessee. And so maybe it's comforting <laughs> to hear that. But um, so you heard you you heard about program and then you said you went were out for 10 years. So I guess my question is, what brought you back? Because you didn't you didn't read the doctor's opinion and go, I got to get back there, right? So what um, what brought you back and made you, made you? I mean, I guess you just felt like you had nowhere to go. Is like kind of what I'm thinking. So. I, I never was, I never attended a meeting. I just read the book because I'm so smart. I could do it on my own. And then I read that I had to surrender and I said, I'll see you later. 
So from 2000, the beginning of 2008 up to 2017, it was like nine and a half years before I went. But, I, but in early, see, in early 18, I was sleeping a lot because I was really gaining weight, really getting, uh, it was getting bad. You know, it was really getting progressive. I was really spending a lot of money. I was trying to get a hit. I mean, just crazy amounts of money I was spending. So I just happened to fall on the podcast. Like I was, you know how you have them on your iPhone, you got your podcast, and I saw OA. And I just started listening to podcasts for about three months. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this dude was 700 pounds. This guy, this lady was had a wrecked life. They don't sound like that no more. Mm-hmm. So I would I would sneak up and look for I would look up on on, on the websites where to be. I had a meeting from my old office. A quarter mile around the corner. I'm going on Tuesday night. Okay, so I did that for a year, mm-hmm. right? So the point is, I was, you know, I was slowly moving towards program. But my wife says she would leave my ass. I said I'll go tomorrow, and I did. I did. I went the next day. And when I called that night, I was so scared. I was on the phone. I was like, Lord, help me dial this phone. And I was, it was a mess. But mm-hmm. I went, and I. The, the, ironically, the first thing I heard in that meeting after the steps was seldom have we seen a person fail thoroughly followed our path. And I was like, I'm done failing. I got hope. I, and then I went out and binged for two days and then I got a sponsor. Just started kicking. <laughs> so sorry about that. I wasn't real, like real clear. It just, it was like it progressed real bad. It was bad. That that tail end, like 16, 17, and 18. Was, mm-hmm. I I don't never want to go back there. I don't never want to. I don't care how inconvenient sometimes this could be. It kept, look, honestly, you know, I got to make time, got to do this, got to do kids, got to make, got to make sure I have time for it. I don't care. I'll do it. I don't care. I'm not, I, I pray to God I don't go back. Sorry about that. Wrong with that. Mm, thank you, Russ. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Kelsey. Um, will you share with us? Okay. Hi, I'm Kelsey, compulsive reader. It was good to be at this meeting. Um, Russ, thank you. Uh, thank you for your share, for your service, um, and for everyone else doing service at this meeting. Um, you said one line that just hit me like a brick wall, and it was, I thought I was going to die an addict. And when you thought that, I think if I got it right, you weren't in program when, when you had that thought. And I have been in program for 18 years and I have had that thought in program. Um, I thought I was going to die an addict because I didn't surrender enough or I didn't, I wasn't willing enough or I wasn't, I didn't have enough, hadn't experienced enough pain yet or whatever, right? Like whatever it was, it was probably all of them at one time. But um, I just, I so relate to that. And the, one of my favorite lines in the doctor's opinion is um, these, they, these they, they were not drinking to escape. They were drinking to overcome a craving beyond their mental control. And that's from the doctor's opinion. And that, that line helps me understand why. I thought I was going to die an addict because 
I was still eating my yellow foods. I was still triggering the allergy of the mind. And I was still so desperate and I wanted to recover more than anything. Um, But I didn't know what I didn't know or wasn't willing to know. Um, And today is day 31 of 18 years. Today is day 31. And oh my gosh, you guys, it feels like the most loving thing I have ever done for myself. And um, I'm just, I'm so grateful. And for some reason, I thought it would be an okay idea for my twins to start potty training on Sunday. And I am giving them many M&Ms and I don't even want them. And if I were not abstinent, there would be no more M&Ms. Like they would be gone and I would have to find something else to, I don't want to say bribe them, but maybe bribe anyways. But like, it feels, I gave away my fifth step today and gosh, it's just like, I just have to surrender. Like I just have to stop trying to fix or push or control things. and my allergy is gone. Like the physical allergy is gone because I am eating nothing that is triggering it. And I don't even want it. Like, I mean, obviously I want it sometimes because the obsession is not, the mental obsession is not gone yet, but I am so, I feel so free in this moment. And I just want to share that miracle with you. Thanks for letting me share. Oh gosh, I just got so caught up in your share. I forgot what I was doing. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Um, Leslie Kay, will you share with us, please? Hey, thank you so much. And um, Russ, thank you. I've never heard you before. But the thing that really caught me, caught my my attention was um, that Dr. Silkworth said, you may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. And I heard that in your story. I heard that in your ability to carry the message. Um, I re- I am absolutely, uh, I have absolute belief that everything you said was the truth. You know, what, a, what an amazing gift that is. In a, in a room full of strangers, and you may know lots of people here, I don't know, but I certainly have never seen you. Um, and I, uh, I think that's one of the one of the greatest gifts Dr. Silkworth gave us because it's an ideal that I get to live up to. It's a belief in myself that I get to live up to. That he says, you know, you can you can believe everything she tells you because if she's working a program and she's not in the food, she's probably not lying, right? So how cool is that? And it's just a great thing. It's like that kind of positive reinforcement um, matters to me. And and you positively reinforced it by being who you are. So thank you for that. Um, uh, It gives me great comfort to be in this class that they discuss in the doctor's opinion, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate compulsive overeater. Book drop, you know, it's like book drop (laughs) because I belong and I have a solution and I get to be in a class where it makes sense to me. I never could make sense of this. 
I've been in this program for so freaking long. It's ridiculous. I've been in this program longer than some of you have been alive. And I have never figured it out until I got to CYOC. And my sponsor talked to me about gluten, of all things. I mean, I'm not a cook. I, I've, I haven't cooked a meal in 21 years because my partner hates the food I make. But, you know, I mean, I just don't cook. I'm not a cook. So I don't understand these ingredients. And, and I don't understand what gluten is. It, it's just a mystery to me, all of it. But now I know. I am on to it. It is not going to trick me again. I am not going to have that one crouton, not one time, because that one crouton took me out after 10 years. I am not going to fall for it twice. So Russ, thank you. Um, there's my number. If you, uh, if you do outreach, please add me on your uh, list. Thank you so much, Meredith, for running a killer meeting. Thank you, Leslie. Um, Angela, will you share with us, please? Hey everyone, I am Angela, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, boy, what a great meeting. Uh, thank you everyone who's doing service and thank you, Russ. Um, I also have heard you speak before and I just so appreciate you coming to our meeting here. Um, beautiful. So, uh, you know, I think when I first read the doctor's opinion, I read it and I just, at first I thought, to be honest, I just thought, oh, that poor alcoholic, right? Like I just completely could not relate. I couldn't kind of switch the addiction for some reason. Um, and little by little, the more I read it, the more I understood it, the more I identified in, right? Like that was the key. That was like a tipping point for me, right? Instead of saying, ah, that's not me. Like I really started seeing the similarities in the craziness of my actions, my behaviors, um, you know, how, yes, the numbing effect that I need to check out now, you know, the cycle getting caught up in the cycle, you know, I heard you say, um, you know, how, uh, you know, nothing else mattered, right? It was all about the numbing effect, right? Like just not wanting to be present for what was so uncomfortable, you know, was being in my skin was what was so uncomfortable, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it really is, uh, it's a, it, you know, and we don't get it a minute sooner, right? Then, then we can get it. Not a minute sooner could I have gotten it. And so, you know, for anybody that's new here tonight and, um, you know, is, is, is hearing all of this maybe for the first time, you know, yeah, you know, I believe just like you said, Russ, like, I believe that this proven workable method, like what if it could work for me? right? What if I could have that same freedom and that same peace that I see and feel from other people in this program, you know? And, uh, and it's just that glimmer of hope that we just need to hear and feel and see. And, um, and so if you're new here tonight or fairly new, um, stick around. This is an amazing, amazing group. Uh, we, we have incredible speakers here. Um, outreach, incredible. Um, you know, the WhatsApp chat is, is, an, is a layer of support that has just um, catapulted uh, my recovery. And um, so I'm just really very, very grateful for this group, um, for this recovery, for living sanely and consciously now in my life. Um, I've been having like killer 
killer stressful days. And every day I think to myself, oh my God, five to 10 times today, I could have had my face in a half gallon of ice cream, you know, just to completely check out, just to completely not want to feel it um, because I didn't know how to cope. And now we have tools, right? We have fellows, we have program, we have meetings, right? We have, um, thank you, Leslie, thank you so much. So anyway, just so, so grateful. Thank you again, Ross, everybody who's doing service. Beautiful, beautiful meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Lisa, you are up. <laughs>